Coming up on TMSPM, the Polygon Pickup. Right up the butt of another ostrich. Real cars have curves. Going really far into Uglytown. Scott's marbles are way too big for his straw. Shatner-proof glass. You can have a four-way with yourself. Dan Dan the Tabletop Man. Makes you drowsy. And more on this episode of TMSPM. This is the morning stream, but it's not in the morning, it's at night. TMS PM. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to volume not going down. There it is. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. This is TMS PM for November 22nd. It's Friday. It's 3.36 p.m. I'm Scott Johnson. He's Brian Ibbett. Hi. Hi, hello, and happy Friday to you. Thanks, man. My day was uh, garbage because when I woke up, I had no internet for a big oh, long no. time today. Yeah, so I knew I had a bunch of other work I could do sans internet, but that meant I had to bump some shows and do some other stuff. And so I ended up doing a bunch of art today that I'm behind on. Oh, uh, man. One project for me and some for other people. And and uh, and then then the internet came up and I said, oh, that's, part, that's about right. It's about 2, 2 p.m. or something. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> now I'm here with you. I'm doing a show now. Well, good, but it meant that you didn't have a chance to sit. You know, you, at least you could have sat and watched uh, Executive Decision. No yeah. opportunity to do that either. Yeah, and I don't have that on DVD or any kind of disc format like Brian Dunaway probably does, so I couldn't do that. <laughs> real bummer real bummer cheese. Although the boy showed up at around three, so I got to spend some time with him for about 20 minutes. That was good. The and little then, boy. Uh, yeah, Van. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, does Nick does Nick is Nick okay with you calling Van the boy? Yeah, he's okay with it now. He knows what I mean All right. when I say it. Okay, do the, you call do you call Nick the man? Is he the man? He's the, man, the man. Now. Hey, come here, little man. I'll say, and he'll say, <laughs> "Dad, shut up." No, yeah, I think he transit. He did the he baton passed on the boy. It's fine. He's okay with it. Nice. Yeah, oh, that's good. Hey, ever since God of War and Kratos yelling "boy" all the time, I think that set him. <laughs> that set it all. Set. Okay, that's what it took. All right, I'll mm. I'll, I'll uh, sure. So uh, we're here. We're doing it. We're making an afternoon show. Thank you all for being here. We appreciate it. I would like to get Brian's first take, hot take. No pausing. No rest for the yeah. weary. What yeah. do you think of the Tesla Cybertruck? <laughs> um, I keep waiting to see a high-resolution version of it because every picture I've seen is really uh, pixelated. Uh, they have it on the lowest know, settings. You know, no it's just, polygons. Yeah. <laughs> It's about eight polygons is all. It looks like a PlayStation 1 game with some anti-aliasing going on, which is right. okay, I guess. No, you know what? It's uh, this will this will surprise you. I actually think it's kind of cool looking. No, you I think don't. it's kind of I do. I think it's cool looking in the way that that um, I don't think that's what it's going to look like when it eventually does come out and become available for everybody. Really? Yeah, I'm sure that. You, you know, think Elon because, Musk, of, because of the backlash, or because they just this was never intended to be the final design. Um, because well, because I think uh, Elon will cave to other designers that he has on his staff who say maybe some rounded edges. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> maybe we give it a little bit of curves. Um, I don't want one personally, but I do like the way I do like the direction that it's going. I'll tell you, I, I like know what you like. Here's what Brian likes. Can I guess and then you tell, like, tell yeah, me you if can, I'm wrong? Sure. Because I could be wrong about this. <laughs> I, huh? like, I like the demo. I like the presentation. <laughs> right. Let, let me ask you this. Do you like, you like the campery thing part of it, right? That's a thing you like. Uh, no, I don't camp. So, I mean, uh, okay. I thought that was really cool. Like, it very, very Pontiac Aztec. 
Yeah, very but, Aztec. But I don't want a Pontiac Aztec either. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Walter White car, basically. It is, yeah. It's it's either you're either Colby from season two of Survivor or you're Walter White. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else you would have liked. Because you're the guy that had, was, you loved your, your bug, your Beetle. I did. I did. Which isn't, Which is you know, like a lot the of curviest car. Right. One of the curviest cars you can find. And a lot of people and like I, Beetles, but for tall guys, you don't usually don't see guys like me and you in a Beetle. No, but the um, the new Beetle was super roomy in the front seat, mm. like crazy roomy. Yeah. Um, th- way more than you'd expect it to be. But uh, old Beetles, no, I mean, that's that's tough. Like, even being in the passenger seat when my friend Nancy was driving her Beetle around, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not, not a big fan of this. But you, um, now you have a soul now, and the, uh, I don't mean your soul. You've always had a soul. Yeah, finally, a, finally, <laughs> after many years of trying. Got it back from Satan and, after that mix-up. Anyway. Thank God to the Indigo Girls, yeah. Right, but Brian has a Kia Soul now, and Kia Souls are kind of, not odd, but they're interesting, you know? They're they're, they're, bo- they're boxy, but they're rounded boxy. Right. Um, however, I would have gotten a cube if uh, I wouldn't have had, I would have had no problem getting a cube. But, um, you know, back in the day, I kind of liked the... Um, Oh, who made it? The thing. That was another Volkswagen, the Volkswagen thing. It was, yeah. The one that had like all the angular removable panels that you could swap out and change color and change stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that. And I and I I kind of like the look of this. Um I haven't, still haven't seen it in person, and I may have a different opinion if I were to see one in person and say, oh, all right, yeah, that thing is kind of got awful. But uh you know what? I've, I'm so sick of the typical pickup truck look that the fact that this doesn't look like a typical pickup truck, like a typical Ford F-150 or a Ram 1500 crew cab extended uh, deal, uh, I, I like that. I'm how, fine with that. How do you feel about it being called the second coming of the El Camino? Because that is kind uh, of what it is. It's sort of <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. right? Like it's the, yeah. Car, uh, car in the front, car truck, truck in back. Yep. Truck butt. Yeah, it's got truck butt. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm sure it's super well-made. It's got a, a, an optional uh, solar charging option. I think it probably takes eons to do, but it's still there if you want it. There's mm-hmm. a few things like that I think are really neat about it. I just think it is fugly, and I wish it didn't Indeed. look so stupid. Yeah. And I don't think they had to. They didn't have to go this far into the angular town. And also the name is really stupid. Cybertruck. Yes. Oh, my yes. gosh. 100% with you on the uh, on the name. And that logo looks like Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo's logo. Oh, I haven't seen the logo. Hold on. It's bad. Like, really? the, Oh, this is where we get the real judgment, because Brian does logos all the time. He has a taste for yeah. it. He understands it. So you're going to see this logo and go, ugh. <laughs> it's Battlezone is what it is. Yeah, it's basically Battlezone. It's ugly. It's fugly, and I don't like it, and I wish I did, but I don't. And here's the other thing I was going to say about it. That's hilarious. Oh, and it's it's all, you know, trendy, missing some of the letters, but you can still put it together. You know, this looks like... uh this looks like it's it's basically battle zone. This is like you overlay all these letters on top of each other, and you've got the tank that you've got to shoot. Yeah, and ironically, it's got the same number of vectors and uh, polygonal surfaces <laughs> as a tank in battle zone. So that's cool. oh, as the Cybertruck. <laughs> yeah, as the Cybertruck. So anyway, I, I it's yeah. fine. If people get it, whatever. I understand all the hype around this, and it's Tesla, and it's always a big hype machine yeah. and all that. I just can never. I, this needs to not look like this for me to. I, I couldn't do it. This is like driving the Wraith car. Remember the Wraith that movie? Yes. This is like well, the, the Wraith. Wraith was still a rounded. I mean, it was still a rounded vehicle. It was pretty square, wasn't it? It was pretty square. Um, Wraith movie car. I want to look at that because yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. My memory is fuzzy on this. Charlie Sheen was pretty angular. He was very angular. Oh, you know what? You're right. It's still got some curves. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a bad comparison. Okay, how about um, 
I mean, it's kind of Tron, you know. Tronny, uh, yeah, very Tronish. Um, I'd give it. Uh, but uh, more Tron the video game than Tron Legacy. That's true. <laughs> so, like Tron the original. I mean, this is the Tempest of. This is like the Vector Tempest of cars. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. It's if the you painted Vectrex it yellow yeah. and had to drive around the rim of a circular pit, it would mm -hmm. be we'd be looking at Tempest. Sure, basically. sure. Why not? Uh, yeah. The other cars I think are ones that are like in RoboCop or uh, the weird-looking ones in the first Blade Runner movie. They thought everything would be a kind of square and, and shell-like. I don't know if this is for me. I just, I can't. I don't know, dude. I still say I still say it's not going to look like this when they... Because uh, how can those angles be... Um, uh, uh, what's the word? Wind-resistant or wind-aerodynamic. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, that's a great question. It's not meant for... Like, it is meant to be more of a utility vehicle, so maybe they don't care so much about that. Mm -hmm. um, but you'd think with an elect all-electric drivetrain, you would care about that because electric cars need less wind resistance to be yeah. efficient. So that's a really yeah. good question. Um, I mean, if someone handed me the keys to this and said it's yours, I would probably take it. But this thing's going to... I mean, we, do we know what the price is yet? It's like a hundred grand. Or yeah, something? like no, like uh, the the base one starts at forty thousand, like thirty nine thousand. That's not that bad. It's not that bad, no. And that's what I'm thinking. At where the the version we're going to see that gets put on the market, I'll bet you, is going to be a little bit more rounded. Right. I also don't think you're going to no. pull. You're not pulling your trailer with this or your boat. I don't think. I don't no. think you got that kind of power. Well, I don't know. No, there's three. There's three different versions, and it's weird because they're. They're multiple engine V8s, mm. I think. Oh, I might have this wrong. Um, let me see where the, like, like the two different, the three different models are the number of engines as opposed to the size of the engine. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. So the whole, the block, the engine block is like a giant multi-engine style design yeah, or something. Yeah, let's see here if I can find where I saw that. See that kind of, the, all of that stuff, totally fit, interesting to me. All of it. Yeah. Oh, see, I see the, uh, all right. So if, yeah, if you go to tesla.com slash Cybertruck, there's a spray painty looking logo. Is that the one you were looking That's at? That's the one I'm looking at. Oh, I should show you the one that I found, which was the, um, is it different? which was way more angular battle zone. It was totally battle zone. Oh, okay. Um, dual motor, all wheel drive, tri-motor, all wheel drive. Tri-motor. So it's tri-motor versus dual motor versus single motor. Hmm. So not engines, but, uh, motors. Interesting. I'm personally, I wish the electric car fit, uh, thing was all, was going for some more classical looks, and not. Yeah. And I don't mean like every other car. I mean like, I'd like one to look like a '78 Stingray or, or mm -hmm. uh, more of a proper truck, but not. You don't have to go full like this. Looks like an F-150. It'd be cool if it just. I don't know. I don't know how you do that with a truck. Somewhere in between. I mean, yeah, still have it. Still have it. A relatively familiar truck shape but but you could still have your angles in there by the way i just gave you the uh, the logo in our discord chat oh, okay here it is. um oh yeah that's very there. different than what they have on the site yeah and, and if you scroll video. down yeah on this page which is carandriver.com mm -hmm. um where it says read next and you see the angular 2022 tesla Cybertruck. yeah to the right of it is tesla Cybertruck will be unveiled on november 21st oh whoops <laughs> Well, they've, uh, I'll bet, and that has a much more curved look to it. Mm -hmm. I'll bet if you if you took morph the old uh, '90s program morph 
<laughs> connected between those two uh, photos, yep. what we get is going to be probably a lot closer to that. I heard a so I have a buddy on uh, Twitter who said that why why did they not name this the Electruck? Why not that? <laughs> like Electric. Because of, because of the eye rolling that I just did and that everybody did when you just said but that. But I rolled my eyes so hard when I heard Cybertruck. I think they're still back here yeah. in the back of my head. I think they're stuck right, right there. Uh, you know, but this is the day and age, Scott, for cyber. Cyber is such a brand new term that we're all just getting used to. I mean, our president mm -hmm. talks about the cyber, cyber? all the time. The oh, cyber. Yeah. No one knows cyber yeah. like he knows cyber. No, right? no. I mean, probably, but probably better than anybody he knows cyber. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can it go wrong? Uh, Chad, in case you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have a way to look at this because I'm watching you guys on mobile or something. I'm just going to put the website up real quick and you can take a look at it. So. Oh, yeah. That's the truck. Um, let me move it down so you can see the logo. Uh, that's the logo. I mean, it really does look like a 1992 PlayStation. Well, I guess PlayStation went which out. One, yeah. Which we'll one say, are you looking at? The logo? The Just the front the, page uh, of their website. The Okay, yeah. The, the, the spray, spray painty paint one. Yeah. 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 The one that looks like they're. You need to get in that car with your partner to go stop the nuke from being sold on the street or something dumb. Yeah, so I wonder I wonder why we've got that logo on the website, but all these other logos everywhere else. I mean, um, neither of them are. Because the website doesn't have any of this. No, I know. And you know what I'm going to oh. say? I'm going to argue oh, it actually. Are you kidding me that this logo, if you... Uh... Somebody else did it? No, but it looks like so the logo I sent you that's like a lot of straight lines and not spray painty. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm trying to see if it's if I can find proof of this, but it looks like you can you can pull those shapes around to make or you can jam those shapes together to make the the, the cyber truck. Oh. Oh. Really? Like to make a little graphic of it. Cuz that's what they have. Here you go. I'll send you this. The um it's really ugly, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm looking at the the multiple angles there. They're flipping through here. They show they do show a trailer, which appears to be like a Tesla branded trailer that matches the Cybertruck. But I don't know where that came from. But maybe they showed that in the presentation. I don't know. But uh, yeah, if you if oof. you click that uh, if you click that video, it's really like it's a six second video. The second thing I sent you. Okay. Uh, they rearrange those shapes to spell Cybertruck. Okay. Or the, they rearrange the shapes of the letters in Cybertruck to, uh, to make. Oh, to make the a, truck. Oh. Kind of. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> I don't know about that either. Yeah. I'm starting to not no. trust any of this. Yeah, it it's um, it's funky, and it's yeah. gonna probably because it's Tesla and there's hype around this, and it's electric. You're gonna get people who right. buy it, but. I think it's fugly, dude. I just cannot look yeah. at that and think that looks good. Now, here's the thing, you know. Definitely needs a new name. Definitely, 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 definitely needs a new logo. I mean, if and, they people, uh, they're taking pre-orders. So you think they would change? Um, well, they filmed us at the Salt Flats out in the Utah desert. Oh, that's Crazy. cool. Uh, do you, not that that gives it points, you guys. I'm just saying. Um, but mm. do you think, they're I mean, they're already pre taking pre-orders. So I think this is the truck, not, Brian. Maybe. This is it. Yeah. Maybe this is it. All right. Well, uh, 2.0. 2.0, everybody. All right. I'll wait for 2.0. Ooh, that's a great place to shoot this, though. They're out in the middle of, like, uh, well, like any car thing, right? On the salt flats, it's like a. Well, and this one's on part of the highway as well. Looks like it's on its way to Wendover or something. I think this, this could be Nevada. I'm not sure. Anyway, mm. um, yeah, I don't know where I stand. I just think it's ugly. 
there that's where i stand and i don't have a problem with people buying an ugly thing go for it if you want to do it sure, sure. they'll stand behind it they make they make good cars uh they tend to push the industry in interesting ways that's important stuff like this is not me poo-pooing on tesla's vision of i think course. i think elon musk is a little nuts sometimes but that's a different issue um yeah. oh tvz gun says that they took pre-orders on the model 3 way before they had the final production version available so who knows? This may not be... Yeah, but not design-wise. That production model's design never changed. It was always that when they did pre-orders. I don't know if it did, did it? I think, I think it stayed... I saw that presentation, and the one my neighbor mm -hmm. has is the same car, so I don't know. Oh, I mean, really? Okay. I guess I didn't go out and measure it, you know, and make sure all the lines were the same. <laughs> but it looked a lot closer than... than okay. Yeah. Uh, well, then the, I don't know. If this is going to get more truck-like, we'll notice, you know? Like, we'll... Yeah, right. It'll be pretty obvious, but... Yeah, and I don't know if it'll get more truck-like, but I'm guessing they just they just round off a lot of the corners and make it look a little bit more, a little bit less uh, Minecraft, a little bit more. Minecraft's a good way of putting it. Uh, <laughs> it is like making a makeshift vehicle in Minecraft. Also, somebody somebody else put a, a Spartan in the back with a turret and another Spartan in the front, and then a and then made the screen look like a Halo HUD, and then it looked like the Halo Jeep. Or what's it called? The Halo Warthog. Just, oh yeah, just yeah, like yeah, the right. Halo Warthog. <laughs> I mean, that would be so fun. If, if I had money just to waste, I'd get one, paint it camo, and make a, a, a freaking Halo Warthog out of it. That's cool. Oh, there you go. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah somebody, I, I lost uh, who in the chat said it, but compared it to uh, that old Max Spectre game. Uh, oh, it was like yeah. a, It was kind of like Battlezone, but a, a little bit more... A little bit more graphical. Yes, I know what you mean. There's also a Super NES FX chip showcase game from like the early 90s and I don't remember the name of it but every car in there looked like this car mm -hmm. and they and they were like eight polygons and it was amazing at the time but now that game looks like shite yeah anyway all right well we'll see we'll see people what, laughed what at happened? the DeLorean and now look at the legend that car is sure but people also laughed at the Edsel and uh now look where the Edsel is so <laughs> Sometimes the laughing is uh, yeah. <laughs> is worth it. Do you remember correct. the Prowler? That was a that was a car that I thought was maybe cool, but then I decided yeah. it wasn't because they were trying to be oh, too really? retro with it. Like they were trying too hard. I don't know. Right? Yeah, I totally remember the Prowler. Um, yeah, Looks like an old drag racer you from the fifties. Occasionally or see one of those. I mean, the PT Cruiser. You still see those every once in a while. And I thought, all right, that's kind of cool. Until I saw a bunch of them, like. Eh, maybe it's not as cool. And Lyndon Nate is right in the chat. He says, the DeLorean is garbage. Yes, it was a piece of crap car. It broke for everybody. They didn't run very well at all. Mm -hmm. There's a mm -hmm. reason it didn't last and the company went under. What I'm saying is a movie came along and gave it icon status. Mm -hmm. And because right. of Back to the Future, we'll never forget the DeLorean <laughs> again. So all I'm saying is it's sure. possible Elon Musk makes the right move and puts this thing in something so iconic that now we can't get it out of our head and everybody wants a Cybertruck after that. Right. Yeah. How come Ghostbusters didn't do the same thing for the hearse, though? That Ooh, Back to the Future really, did for the DeLorean. That's a really good point. Well, no, I mean, actually, think about it. When you go to a big cosplay convention or a big convention. There's always a Ghostbusters uh, Ecto-1. Yeah. There's least always one, an Ecto-1, yeah. and there's always a DeLorean yeah. decked out with, like, a flex capacitor and all the piping and everything. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where those things live. I don't see people just driving a DeLorean. And Mr. Fusion on the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. Whatever. This, this is interesting from a tech angle. I, as a consumer, though, I look at it and just think, oh, I'm waiting for your next. I need a revision. Mm -hmm. I need to see this with, like, yeah. better design. 2.0, new logo, new name, and maybe some curves. Yeah. Now, the Batmobile, like oh. Dr. Tolbert in the chat mentioning this, like the Tumblr style, I'd drive mm -hmm. that tomorrow if that was publicly available. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. 
I would love but that. But see, all right, would there be, we were talking about you repainting it to look like a Halo uh, Warthog. Yeah. I mean, would there be a way you could deco this that would actually make it kind of cool for you? <laughs> I mean, it, that would be the way, and up top would be, I would have a Spartan soldier up there that was not real. Just right, a permanent, like a... <laughs> but he'd have articulation in his arms, so as we turned yeah. and swerved, it would look like he's like going with the momentum. <laughs> That's what I would do. That that actually, if I was a giant Halo nerd and had money to burn, that's what you totally that's what you would, would do it. absolutely would do. Yeah, that. wouldn't even think about it. Engine zero zero six just put a uh, a link in the chat room to a photo or a drawing. Elon, age four, and it's the it's the Cybertruck like as a kid would draw it, which looks pretty <laughs> close to what it looks like. The best part though are the two broken windows. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the other thing. During the presentation, yeah, yes. he did you was it me or did Elon Musk drop a major f bomb when that happened? Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I saw. I saw photos. I did not see. I saw photos and heard a recap of it. Did not actually see video footage of it. But. I'm gonna play the video and let's see if okay. we can hear it because I think I've got <laughs> just the clip here. Um, oh no! You think? Are you saying that the guy who smoked pot on the Joe Rogan show might have dropped an f bomb when I mean, his car didn't come out? He right? drops it hard, so he has somebody come on stage and throw a ball or a rock or whatever that is at this window to show how strong it is. Right. Okay, so he's gonna try to break the glass. He's some—I don't know who that dude is. All right, he comes Von in. Von Holzenhauer or yeah. something like that. Here he goes. Rears back. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Throws it. Breaks it. Oh my fucking god! There it is. He did it. <laughs> yeah, he, totally he did, did an O. He did an OMFG, didn't he? Yeah, he did an OMFG. <laughs> Freaking! That's not very energy efficient. And everybody Musk. in the everybody in the audience ROFL'd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I LOL'd a lot. But anyway, so there's that. That's a good time. Enjoy. What are we doing now? Oh, we should bring Dan in. We should bring Dan in. Yeah. Time to talk games. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of games, man, I've been playing the uh, Pokemon Shield. Yeah, just digging this thing, man. So fun, such great, such great graphics. Oh, I meant to ask you about it. So some people are mad that the full collection of Pokemon aren't in there yet. Does that matter to you at all, or is that like you mean uh, like all the previous gens? I'm okay not having the previous gens. Yeah, because I didn't buy this to play Pokemon Let's Go, right? Or Pokemon Red, or Pokemon Blue, or Silver, or sure, whatever. I bought it to play Pokemon Shield. I want a bunch of new Pokemon. Hold on. Let's, I want to go a little deeper here. So is it... Okay. <laughs> compare it to previous games. Like, I've never... If I Do I have to start battles by running through grass and hope I bump into a thing? Um, You don't have to hope. You actually see the critters running around sometimes. Sometimes you just see a little exclamation point where they're hanging out. Okay. But yeah, it's not like... You can avoid them if you're like, I just want to get over to the, the Pokemon scientist's house... I can just avoid them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but good. Because also, I hate you also, them. I hate random battles. So if you're telling me no yes. random battles, you've you can already avoid, got me. You can avoid the random battles somewhat. You you can't avoid them completely, but it's not like, all right, run through the grass. Oh, uh, <laughs> and you got the battle. Uh, okay. Now let me ask you this. That's that's a high point in my book. So that's already yeah. that's a reason for me yes. to be interested. Graphically. Is it a giant jump above the, obviously above the previous Pokemon series, but is it a big jump above Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu, or is it kind of in that vein? Um, I think it's, I think it's more stylized than Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu. Um, Interesting. It's like you took the, the stylized cartoon look and made it into 
good 3D as opposed to like janky, janky 3D. All right. And is there any verticality in the game? Can I go up things, down things, or is it all one giant flat world? I have not gone up, but I was able to do that in Let's Go Pikachu, where you go up up buildings and things like that. Like you go you go up circular staircases to different levels of a building. Okay. Yeah. All right. So far, so good. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, you're enjoying we'll yourself. See. You're liking. I'm it. enjoying myself. I'm I'm you know I've caught about a dozen Pokemon and done about thirty battles and and progressed through the story. But uh, you know, still early on. We'll keep we'll keep you posted. Early days. Now, Early days. Now this. Be careful. May cause drowsiness. That's right. Hey, everybody, look who it is. It's Dan Dan, the tabletop man, joining us all the way from North Carolina here in the East United States. Good to have you here, Dan. How are you? Greetings, programs. Oh, it's Hello. nice to have you here, is it, man. How are you guys? Is it bad form for us to introduce you with, uh, with a quote of yours that makes it sound like your segment is going to put people to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. You never know. I never I thought that of that. Voice. I didn't think of that, Brian. I should have thought of that. I didn't think about it either until I heard that. Make a warning. Dan, Dan, the tabletop man may cause drowsiness. Yeah. Like, we're not even talking about the tabletop there. That was something he mentioned about, I don't know, some pill we were talking about. It was about definitely once. a medication, but I, my voice yeah. definitely puts my wife to sleep. I can tell you that. Oh, <laughs> I wish I had someone to, to help me sleep at night because last night I cannot stop dreaming crazy dreams lately i don't know what that's about yeah Hmm. is it because i'm not eating sugar anymore i don't know well yeah you were actually in the dream last night but you were a (laughs) non-player in the dream you were just sitting in the room npc yeah i was like (laughs) yeah you were you were just sort of sitting there and looking at everything i was man crick's wife (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, yes in fact you had the name man crick pasted on your forehead which i thought was really interesting was Um, he naked no he was not naked Never naked. He's a never nude in my dreams. Okay. Yeah, so we're good there. So, have you, so uh, you got any sort of uh, medications, or do you eat later at night, no. or any sort of? I know you're trying not to eat as much, but I mean things like that can go into there. Or I or, stop uh, eating. Have you been using devices right before bedtime as well? <laughs> no, I stopped. I stop eating at 7 p.m. every night. No more. No more late eating. No popcorn. No nothing. I'm done. Seven o'clock. If I haven't eaten, that's my fault. So I'm done eating at seven. Right. I okay. want, and, and and so that's one change, but I've been doing that for a while. I've been doing that for a few months. Uh, no medications, no, uh, let me think, a little screen time, but it's usually like me down here getting stuff prepped for the next day's show or something, and then I'll go up and go to bed, but I am, I'm not watching TV. Bed, watching TV on your iPad or no, something. not even on a real And, and no like uh, games or anything uh, kind of mentally, mentally driving right before sleeping too. No, but in, there have been a couple of times where the I did like a night or two and then the dreams involved those games. So like there's a lot of Arthur Morgan in my dreams right now from Red Dead. <laughs> but uh, other than that, no. Trying to sort of avoid that right before bed. There's usually some conversation with Kim or... I'll check in with Nick because he'll get home late from work or something and, you know, go make sure the dogs are put away, check the lights and doors, like that kind of routine, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And then I go to sleep and then all night I have psycho dreams, most of which I don't remember right after I wake up. Um, this Like this one I had with David the other day was me, Ibit, and for some reason a giant Oldsmobile 88 looking giant 70s car. <laughs> and other than that, there's no, I don't, I don't remember a thing about it. I remember when I woke up being shocked by everything i had just witnessed but it very quickly went away i don't remember any of it except those you were uh, predicting the uh, cyber truck it must be <laughs> that's right yes <laughs> maybe so anyway i don't know what my deal is maybe it's just the holidays are here there's a lot going on very busy a lot of my mind i i don't know 
I don't know. You get the feeling that they were they had just watched Logan's run right before they designed this thing. <laughs> okay. It's totally Logan's run because it's like that um like how when the car stops in Logan's run, all the pieces that are barely held on there go wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Well see now that that begs the question, Dan. How do you feel about the uh the Cybertruck? What do you think of that thing? Um Oh well it's disgusting. <laughs> but, I mean they, they did a pretty good job. I mean, the Tesla, the regular Tesla looks really good. But yeah, the, yeah. And some of those claims they make, I mean, what is it, like 500 miles and like seven tons? Yeah. That's that's a hard claim mm. to, to make. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, the technology is getting crazy good nowadays. But, yeah. I mean, I didn't think they could do what they did with the car because uh, I don't know if I told the story. One of the uh, – a kid on our team, his dad, they've got a Tesla, and they missed a flight or their flight was delayed to Boston because weather – they just hopped in their Tesla and they just drove basically overnight. Now I couldn't get him to admit that he was sleeping half the time when he was driving that Tesla was driving to Boston. Yeah, but he made it seem like it was awfully easy to get up there. Yeah, and, drive, so. and, and, and that's what I hear from people too who have them is that the no hands thing, even though it's not truly no hands, but you know you kind of have to pay some attention that you really can kind of zone out and not worry too much. And be all the way to Vegas before you realize it, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He makes it seem like you don't have to do anything on yeah. these trips. And it's uh, fascinating. I mean, I haven't driven in it myself, but yeah, that's crazy. I feel like it's just ugly is my main complaint. I'm sure the tech is amazing. I'll even buy into all the outlandish claims about how much carrying capacity and miles and everything. Because they've been able to kind of meet those those goals previously. I just don't want to drive this thing that looks like a kid's. You know what it is? It's Christmas morning. The kid got an awesome toy, but instead he'd rather play with the box. This looks like the box is playing. <laughs> yeah, is the is the real car inside that? Yeah, where's the he real car, mommy? There. Yeah, in fact, well, I, and when it's towing, yeah. when it's towing, you wonder how much, how low that miles go. You know, mm-hmm. when it's towing something too. Sure. Are you a truck but, guy? Man, it looks it looks it's got to look better than that. I mean. Jeez, yeah, it's ugly. Do you have Do you have a truck there in North, North Carolina? Seems like truck country to me. Do you got well, one? we have a. I'm not a truck guy. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a Yankee anyway. I'm from Long Island, so right. I always thought of this where, and 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 everybody out there is going to hate me now. All the truck people are going to hate me. I always figured I'm only going to have a truck if I have a reason to tow stuff or to put stuff in the back. Yeah. Like if I'm not working and chopping wood or or hauling stuff, I got no reason to have a truck. Right. Very utility you for know. you. Yeah. Yeah. I so that. I have a we have a pilot which we throw a bunch of hockey gear in, and uh, and and we've got like a I've got a Toyota Camry that that's basically the work vehicle back mm. and forth for and the the pilot uh, has been pretty good to us over two hundred fifty thousand miles because we put way too many miles on that thing for hockey trips. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, see, I can understand why that. Like, there have been times where we were like, we got to get this stuff to the dump. We just trimmed every tree we have. Gosh, I wish we had a truck instead. We have to rely on our brother-in-law or somebody else to do it. And it's those times where I'm like, oh, I really wish we had a truck. But the problem is for most of the year, I don't need it for anything else. So I I have never been able to justify getting a truck as a second or third vehicle and having it just sit there all the time and then also have bad mileage and all of that. So maybe this thing really will answer. If they can just curve it up a little, it really will answer (laughs) the the question. With a a ball peen hammer, you could actually curve it up yourself. (laughs) Do a little aftermarket tap 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 just across the whole thing just tap 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 every angle just tap 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 I like it I just tap it in any excuse for any excuse for Brian just say tap 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 over and over is is good with me if only right if only we had an audio clip of me doing yeah if only I had like I don't know maybe here's one 
tap 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 shit. Yeah, that's a good one. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's me doing a demo of the uh, the unbreakable windows. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Oh, that was the other thing, boy. You, you don't want to see that happen in your big demo as your window getting busted like that. But you did try this before the demo, right, mm -hmm. Elon? Yeah. Uh, you I mean, I don't know what those windows are supposed to be made of. I guess he probably tried to explain that, and I missed that part. But uh, they weren't enough for Rando to come up. And, and he didn't throw it that hard. He just sort of lobbed it. It wasn't like a fast pitch or anything. So that didn't well, impress Well, one, one of those pages on the website, it, I don't know if it said bulletproof or something proof. It, it said some, made some big claim about the windows. So you should be able to launch a, something right at it and not have anything happen to it. Well, as long as your bullet is not a big five-pound stone, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> That's right. I'm not going to go through there. It'll all be good. All right. Well, Dan, it's good to have you here as so, always. So I had a, a, a little pharmacy thing. Okay. Give it to us. Now, uh, this Ibit may know who this is. I don't know anything. I'm not a big American Idol guy. But no, apparently <laughs> a former American Idol contestant, I think she was on Fear Factor or something like that, too. But there was a, a thing about Antonella Barba. Do you know that name? Ring a bell? No. Now, we watched the first couple seasons of that and uh, pretty quickly gave up on the, the, the beige that that show seemed to turn out. Right. So Antonella Barba got four, nearly four years in prison for carrying oh. nearly two pounds of fentanyl. Wait, that's now, the stuff. That, that's the stuff, stuff that Michael killed. Jackson died on, right? Right. I thought he was uh, propofol. Didn't he die on propofol? Oh, I don't know. That, that's, or maybe it was Prince. Was fentanyl? Prince might have been fentanyl. I can't remember, yeah. but aren't they both like hardcore anesthetics? Like put you. Well, out? a propofol is what you use basically to put somebody under. Right. Like when you're trying to, you know, when you're trying to get them to sleep a lot of time, you know. And so apparently he was just, you know, really wanted that hardcore deep sleep, and uh, he was, you know, you should never really use that. And I mean, like you're not using that for I can't sleep tonight. You're using that for. Uh, I'm going to cut your leg off. Sleep. Whoa. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, when Kim got her colonoscopy on the sheet, it said, what was the second name you said? A propofol? Yeah, that's what they gave her. That's what knocked you out for that. I think right. I think that was on the paper. Uh, and I kept. Thinking, I mean, there's a lot of things they would use for that, but sure. that's one of those things that they would uh, what they would put in there. Yeah. But I mean, just this, the amount of fentanyl she had, nearly two pounds. This stuff is usually dosed out in micrograms. Oh and Lord. she's got nearly, she's got like kilograms worth. Where yeah. is it stuffed in her, uh, her her hoochie or where is it? No, no, it was just in a, a box. Apparently, oh. it was in a box in a car she was driving, and it was a big sting. No, it's funny because I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the fentanyl hoochie. Yeah, the fentanyl. Hoochie. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only reason I say that is it always seems like these stories are about people who try to get stuff over the border in their butts or in their vaginas, and and then they get caught. And then I always worry that if a bag's too thin or you know something breaks in there, you're gonna have twenty pounds of fentanyl running through your system. Oh yeah, you'd be dead. You'd die. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that, that um, the amount that she had is reportedly now this number from what I saw, and again I didn't see what form it was, but I think it was mostly in powder. But they said there was enough to kill nearly two hundred thousand people. If uh, if oh my in the, in gosh, the, wow, yeah. Well, that means which, that there's which is enough. true. I mean, if you gave you know a lethal enough dose at one time, you could do that. But I mean, it's yeah. uh, you know, and this is a big time pain reliever, and and of course it is highly abused as well. I mean. Uh, they used to have these these lollipops that were abused. And uh, I probably told a story about when I was down and I think it was St. John or St. Martin or something like that. You'd see like the 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 uh, stems of these lollipops because they were highly abused. The actique lollipops that pe people were uh, using those things and, uh, and, you know, getting high off of uh, off of the fentanyl. So fentanyl's in a lollipop that 
that you would be prescribed like that's a yeah oh interesting. yeah and i don't see it i haven't seen it in years and years but it's it's it may be still used but i haven't seen it in a long time i don't know if they took it off the market or not but but yeah it was in a lollipop for like people that couldn't uh you know can't swallow tablets and maybe the uh patch wasn't working for them. interesting Things like that wow wow all right, look at you digging up the wacko news that we don't usually yeah. do on Thursday or Fridays. <laughs> That's great. A little taste of the uh, a little taste of the odd here on the show. Plus, has a bit of a pharmaceutical angle to it. Uh, so, bringing us back a little more towards the gaming. Angle yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, I believe, do, do you guys both have uh, the Alexa in the household? We do. We do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you can now play Ticket to Ride with Alexa. What? Or you can have her teach you Ticket to Ride. I'm going to ask her really? right now. Okay. Yep. Okay, I just so asked her. So you can actually... Did you ask her? Yeah, let's see what she says. She says, hmm, I don't know that. I probably didn't install the skill. Right? Yeah, you have to have Yeah, it's skill. a skill. Yeah. So it's a new skill. So you got to install the skill, and then you just have to say, Alexa, let's play Ticket to Ride, and also Ticket to Ride Europe. Now, she can oh. bring you from when you first open the box to teaching the game, and then also she'll be, if you don't, not at the highest player count, she'll say... Hey, can I play? Do you want another player? And she gets all excited if you want to play with her. Oh, wow. And it's really cool. She's got bed music. Like, if you put a route from, let's just say, like Houston to uh, to uh, New Orleans, she'll start playing New Orleans music, stuff like that. Okay. So you're, really? but you, but you oh, want to have, cool. you, you want to have the board and the pieces, right? Like, it's just yeah, like, right, right, right. Right. you're yeah. just not playing yeah. virtual. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have to actually have the board, which is still, you can play one on one with her with the actual board. Okay. Yeah. So she's just an AI, uh, she's an AI player. Is she any so good? How, do you, how does she know? So basically, she quote unquote draws cards on her own, right? It, like and, and plays them herself and says, "Oh, I have a, I have a yet another uh, ultra <laughs> card that I can place on any." I've oh. got three wild cards. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Hmm. So I mean, and she'll also. Uh, I think the only thing that you have to do for her is the route card. So there's the cards in the game um, that are routes where it might yeah. be from, like, uh, let's just say, New York to uh, Atlanta, and you have that route, and you oh, get a certain points. amount of points. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I think you have to pull that out and tell her that she has those routes, and it gives her a little guide. Hmm. Right. Yeah, otherwise, she could have the same one that you have, which causes major problems yeah. in the game if you guys are working on the same, the same but what's path. cool also is that if you try to take a route that somebody else in the game has already taken or if she's already taken she'll say oh, i believe the blue player has already claimed that route oh she's that hmm. smart about that eh yeah wow. it's uh it's pretty interesting and I, I know some other companies i've heard of some other companies in board gaming that have been kind of fiddling with this so we may see this as another pretty cool avenue to bring kind of the analog to digital together and also for us lonely people in the world that want somebody else to play with instead of uh, instead of playing with ourselves. I'll yeah. give you a little sound bite there. Yeah. So instead of playing with yourselves, you can have a, like a kind of a two player with Alexa. <laughs> I know Portal Publishing, uh, who's making you know Detective, which is a you know a, a modern crime board game. They've been working on some of that, but that's a little harder to do to program that than it is to program things like uh, Ticket to Ride. So you may see other Euros or things that may be a little more easier to to program and maybe a little less random with dice and stuff like that. You know, things that don't have as much dice might be easier to program, stuff hmm. like that. I wonder if you could add, so here's an idea. So for anyone's listening, you should try this. You get an Echo, like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get a Google Home, and you get an <laughs> Apple, what are they called? Air uh, music? Uh, home, HomePod. HomePod, yeah. You get all, so you basically have Siri, the Google Assistant, and uh, the A word, all right. playing as individual <laughs> AI play. You could have a four-player game, and only one of you is a human, technically, <laughs> right? Isn't that, po- that, that would be, be cool. possible? Yeah, 
Because they would all, oh, assuming like, they all have the same code. An alliance and kick you out. Yeah, that's. Oh. I didn't think about that. They'll rise up and make us drive square trucks for the rest of our lives. That's we right. can't have that. You, know, you can't leave the house till you beat one of us a ticket to ride. <laughs> that's a fantastic story. We though. Won't I didn't know unlock thing. your front door unless you beat us in our game. You, I mean, <laughs> you did not trade me those cards. Yeah. I will not let you out of the house. I always, I always wondered when we'd start to see more gamification of personal assistants. Like I thought it would be sooner than now, and it seems like there's not a lot. There's things like trivia and a little stuff, but there's there hasn't been any kind of big integration like this. I'm kind of all for it. I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, and, and hopefully more. Maybe in the next few years, we'll hear more and more about companies that are doing that. You know, hopefully not making it mandatory, you know, because that's that's another thing like uh, we, we don't really like to see apps that are mandatory for games. That's the thing that kind of annoys me a little bit, but I don't mind them in some instances, but I don't want it to be mandatory. So as long as it's an add on, then I then I really wouldn't mind, too. Yeah, I don't like it mandatory sure. anything unless. OK, let's say you're coming out with a game and it's like this game is meant 100 percent for personal assistance. That's the only reason we did it, because there's some advantage. To, there's a gameplay element that you can't do any other way. Like a VR game needs a VR headset. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. Like, I could sure. see that, and I would be interested in at least messing around with it. Uh, I don't know how long I would. You know, it'd have to be really compelling, I guess, to do that. Yeah, I just don't know. And, and I'll be completely honest with you. It it intrigues me, but I don't know how much that would sell, you know, to the, to the hobby market, to right. the hobby board game market. It might sell right. to the target market, though. You know, you remember how those games, those, uh, oh, I can't remember what they were called, but they required a DVD player. Um, mm-hmm. And you'd play using a DVD player. Oh, it's seen like the it novelty and stuff like seen that. Seen it exactly, yeah. Yeah. and the novelty of like, oh, this is so fun. You play it once, uh, you play it a few times maybe, but then it's like uh, you can't really take it over to this person's house because they don't have a DVD player in the room where you'd want to play the game. So then everybody's got to go into the living room, which isn't really set up for multiple people, and you know, it feels like it would be that kind of situation. Oh, can we move your your Google Assistant? Can we move your uh, your uh, your Echo over into the game room and play this? Like, uh, no, yeah, that's all right. That reminds me, Brian. I got all those. Uh, I got all those uh, party pack uh, freaking things. The, yeah, cool. Uh, you don't know Jack combo stuff. I got like all of six, all of five, and then a bunch of individual ones to make up the difference. Cool. We're gonna have fun on our charity drive next today, week. Dan. Yeah. You can be around on Black Friday, Dan. I sure will be. Oh, you should Excellent. totally pop in and hang out with us for a bit because we're gonna yes. do we're gonna do the games that just let you like Drawful Two will let us you know play with. A bunch of us. There's some games that let like the whole audience get in on it. hundred or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, I'll be around. Yeah. I'm in. Cool. We're going to make some money for some kids. It's going to be a good thing overall for everybody. Plus, I hate I hate Black Friday. This is a way for me to like it. So <laughs> good. I'm looking forward to it. Usually I work. But You're not going to go uh, try to get those door busters at Kohl's? No, I am not. <laughs> it is my wife's birthday that day. So I'm. I uh, she's totally fine with this, by the way. But usually it doesn't land on that day this year it happens to land on that day and then i we're like yeah we're doing an eight hour stream today but uh that night i've got all kinds of plans for kim so don't you worry kim will not be left out we got birthdays charity games with brian games with fans games with co-hosts what else can you ask for fun so much fun touchdown all right uh dan anything else before we uh you got more well i was gonna um if if we have a couple minutes i wanted to try something here johnson Go for it. I wanted I wanted to see. Now, Brian, I have a lot more faith in you, as always. <laughs> I don't know what this is about, but I, I like it already. Already a fan. So I am going to prove to Johnson that if somebody teaches him, uh, in a way, a, a complex game, yeah. you know, I'm going to uh-huh. go through the rules really lightly, but I'm going to show you a picture that's going to scare the crap out of you. 
<laughs> but I'm going to explain a little bit to you, and I'm going to make you feel a little more comfortable. Okay. But I put it in the chat, and you can share it. I'm not sure if Brian can see that. Yep, I, this I clicked is, on it as well. I don't see so it. So last oh. week, <laughs> so you can, you can actually click on that image, and you can zoom in yeah. a little bit. So you see there's two boards there. So what I'm doing right now, so last week we talked about Hadara, which was made by Benjamin Schwer and Pegasus Spiel. This is the other game that Benjamin Schwer made. It's called Crown of Amara. And like I said, it's a medium to heavier weight, probably a medium weight Euro. Now I know looking at this two boards, Scott's head is exploding. I'm looking right now. Hold on. I, it took me a minute to get the link. Some It was delayed. So let me paste this. They're a little meeple, little yellow and blue uh, meeple. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, can I? I want to make a quick disclaimer about why I don't like heavy rules board games. It's not because yeah. my brain can't do it. I can do it, but what happens is I get going with it and I start to read it and I realize, oh, this requires a level of attention, uh, consumption, and retention that I don't have right now because I have too many other things to think about and do, and I give up. So it's not right. that I can't do it. It's usually because my the rest of my life is too much stuff in it, and my marble that I'm trying to fit into the straw is knocking another marble out that side. That's the reason. So, okay, well, now there, tell there me. Are, there, are, there are types of people in this world, and, and Ibi, you tell me if you're one of these types or not. There are types of people that they just get their rocks off just reading rules. They just love to be the teacher. <laughs> and there's other people that just they just want to sit down and get taught the rules, and then that's fine. I, yeah. Justin, I secretly think that you're a... I want to be taught the rules. Okay. You what, think, what do you think? I do. Yeah. You oh, know what? totally was. And I'll yeah. tell you what. Brian, you like this? Because here's how I am. I, if you say to me, all right, we'll play once so everyone gets it. That's, I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the read the right. novel first guy. No, but I am the, I am the, um, oh, there's a YouTube video that shows you how to play. Let's all watch that together. Uh, yes, that's to, a good way too as well. Here's, here's what it usually is. Brian, uh, Tina and Tristan and Kay or Tina and her parents and, you know, her brother and their kids. Um, well, we're going to sit all around the table here while Brian reads the rules of this brand new game we got and then explains to us how to play. It's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. no. And about, you know, and the first just... time you do that, it's it's hard. But then you're like, yeah. oh, that wasn't so bad. And then you're like, oh, let's play that again next time because yes. everybody yes. now knows the rules. Yep. And, but, and Brian is excellent. Video available? Brian is excellent at that stuff. He's like, <laughs> We did this in, uh, in Vegas with the game Joust, that board game based on the video game Joust that uh, Scott and I played. Where Nice. You and know, it was complicated. That thing was complicated. It and was Brian complicated. was great because yeah. he immediately soaks the stuff up, goes, oh, okay, bet, 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 bet. And I'm the guy going, thank goodness Brian's doing this because there's no way I'm reading this. <laughs> and then it was fun. We had a good time because we played and we just yeah. made it happen. I was terrible at it because that whole direction thing was, oh my gosh. Yeah, really you'd forget the one concept that you, like, you always moved up before you moved to the side. And yeah. so you'd be like, Oh, this will be great. I'll go and attack that guy. But then you go right yeah. up the butt of another ostrich. <laughs> and uh, because like, oh, I thought I went to the right first and then I went up. Yeah. I mean, for those at home who are wondering what the hell we're talking about, it's turn based joust. The game joust where you're in the real time flying. Joust. So imagine turn freezing the screen game. and every pixel yeah. movement is then controlled by your turn. It really threw me for a loop. I would love to play it again because I think I'd do better. By the now, way, I, I do like how uh, Dan described this as a two-board game, this this uh, uh, Crown of Amara. Oh. No, uh, it's like it's a five-board game. I know <laughs> five boards. You know, each oh, player yeah. has a board, and then there's two big square boards, and then there's another board at the top that I'm guessing is like, you know, you're Oh, you're that's the score. That's the score. That's, that's the score. score thing. Okay, well, so the, score thing, the score thing looks like a... A collection of encyclopedias. It looks huge. <laughs> My gosh. All right, so, so Scott, give me 
Give me, uh, give me like two to three minutes, maybe even less, and I'm going to explain okay. this to you. All right, go. Oh, cool. So, okay. right. so watch and so watch the uh, the picture. Okay, I'm, I'm going to explain it. it to you. So, okay. in Crown of Amara, obviously you're trying to get victory points. One of the really cool things about it is if you look at the top of the picture, there's a couple of meeples on the left and a couple of meeples on the right on that score track. Yeah. You actually are scoring in two different ways. You've got basically people points and house points, and it's for yourself. Now, the lower of your two scores, as you're getting things throughout the game, will be the score that actually counts. So you don't want to just concentrate on one thing. Okay. There'll be different things you'll be getting throughout the game. Now, if you look at the very bottom of the picture, those are both your basically your little player boards. The cards that are below there, you have nine cards in the game. The cards will have things on there. There may be resources, or there'll be some actions. Each round, you're gonna you're gonna draw three cards, and you're gonna look at them, and you're gonna put them in that order where it says, that little player board says one, two, and three. That's actually basically one spot. You're going to rotate two spots, rotate or three. And I'll get into that in a minute. And then you're basically going to put your cards in the order. And then everyone's going to take a turn at a time using which one of these cards, because you're going to figure out which one you want to do. Now, there's the two what we call rondelles in board gaming. Basically, it's when you go around in circles and there's the there's either things you pick up or actions you do. Now, the board to the left, there's going to be one of your meeples on there and it's going to go around there in a circle. That's basically going to be your gathering resource board. Now, depending on where you go, I'm not going to get into the other little actions that are on that board because there's other ways where you can put a dude out there and you can get bonuses to getting actions on that board. So if you notice, there's a left, top, right, and bottom. Yeah. When you go one step, you go to the, let's just say, from the left to the top, and you're going to get some wheat, and then you could pay a little bit more and put a dude there. Maybe you get some bread uh, as well. And real quick, now, depending... those things that I'm sorry, just for visual no, okay. here, for those at home, that board looks like a bunch of homesteads, farmy kind of villagey mm -hmm. space. For your resources, the other board on the right looks like the center of a city or of a of a, of a town. A little village square, exactly. yeah, yeah, yep. town square. Okay, just just for the visual there at home. All right, oh yeah, going. I'm sorry, I'm, I forgot that podcasting is also a an audio <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> audio medium. That's all good. Uh, so all good. so what you're doing on like I said on the left is basically all the resources. Now you when you do the one, two, or three where you kind of move your meeple and then you're going to do an action. If you decide to do the one on the right, that you know right on your dial, uh, which is basically your town center, you've got kind of the where you can do some piety you're going to basically this is all where all the actions are going where you can actually recruit people uh you can actually uh give to the church you can get some books basically that's where all the heavy lifting is doing so you're going to be gathering resources and doing some actions on the right and like i said you're going to be getting the different points whether it be uh the people points or the house points and then you're going to have a little you know we call cheaty powers because when you get those little people they're going to give you extra abilities and other things that you're going to want to do so that's basically the game you're going to play over uh, once you play the th first three rounds, that's mm -hmm. basically nine actions. Then you're going to shuffle up your cards again, and you're going to do that another three times, and that's the whole game. Now, obviously, there's a little more to it with what actions you can do because you're going to be basically donating to the church and different things like that. But we don't necessarily have to get into that. But basically, like I said, get resource, turn them in for points. Okay, there so you go. I understood that. Here's my question. I don't yes. understand how that translates to points up top. The, okay. I, so how do I go from – so I understand that each turn involves, all right, doing a resource roll – I'm also doing a thing in town where I'm spending those resources on things. And then and then how does that translate to my high and low scores up top? So on on the right hand side, if you click on the picture, I think twice, it'll give you a really big zoom yeah. and you can mm -hmm. go into that that whole board. Oh, now, for instance, uh, there's on the left hand side where the crown is uh, it, one action can be just donating books to the church. I think it's the, uh, the church at the top. But one of the thing on the left, donating books to whoever that is, the, the, the crown. And you're going to get, you see, there's a five inside the house. So for every book you donate, when you get there, that's five house points. Mm. And then also, if you see there, 
uh, if you donate uh, wood, you know, the first time you donate wood, you're going to get some points there, or you're going to get a, uh, a ring, which is also going to help you to get some points on one of the other areas as well. Uh, it just, when you turn in a ring, you're going to get these little chits that are give you uh, a little something later. You donate a ring to the church and you'll get a little chit that when you go somewhere else, you get some more points. But if you see the little, uh, there's that icon, anytime there's an icon with a, a, a house or there'll be on the right hand side in this picture, uh, there's a people, there's a person over there. So that gives you people points. Depending on how many books you turn in, you're going to get that many points. On the right hand side, there's one, two, three, four, and five. So if you turn in, let's just say five books at that place, you're going to be able to get 21 people points. Well, what I've learned here is that if you donate to the church, you get some good chit. <laughs> you, you get plenty of chit. <laughs> so. The link. Thank you for the for the description, Dan, and and the link you gave us. I'm going to give you the link that that uh, I found of probably the worst place to play this game. Oh uh, Lord, what is, it is at this person's house. Okay. Oh my God, I saw that picture. It's the busiest <laughs> thing. Why would yeah. you do that? Oh, they've, got a, they've got a tablecloth <laughs> that is as busy and as uh, multicolored as possible, so you will lose pieces That's in that table. Horrendous. Whose idea yeah. was this? So I'm looking, I'm looking through these pictures. I'm like, let me see if I can find a picture that has both of the boards on it so that I yeah. can show Johnson and Nivet. And, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's not this one. Definitely no. not that one. Yeah. That's like, really. Okay. I'm never going to their house to play this game. I'm not going to their house for anything. That's an awful tablecloth <laughs> thing. It's one of those vinyl. Oh, it's like the 80s called and said, I want yes, my tablecloth back. Right. The vinyl tablecloth. It's a little, nice little outdoor table probably, but. The no, person's no. little cool. face on the little person here with the, with the yellow chits or the yellow meeples. That face blends right into the pattern. It looks like the whole table's a bunch of faces. <laughs> it does. Oh, that's yeah. ridiculous. All right. I actually think so, I got so, that. I didn't confuse me. I got it, I think. Nice. Well. Did I put you a little bit more at ease at some of these games? Yeah. As well? Like I, I always say that if you got taught some of these games, but I don't know if you really believe me. I think I think now you might believe me a little more. <laughs> I do believe now you. Now explain more. Gloomhaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three steps or less and then ten minutes or less. Can you explain right. Gloomhaven? Um, but no. I tell you what, Johnson, yeah. I think I could do that on, you know, on, well, they have the tutorial now on the computer, but yeah. I could definitely run you through it on the computer because it's much easier when you have everything in front of you. Oh, I need to go. Oh, okay. I need to go and check that again. I keep forgetting to go see how that's going now because it looks amazing. And I, I love a game. I mean, they're speaking my language just from a just from a thematic standpoint. Ever since Gloomhaven was announced for as a board game and then later as a game on PC, just the visuals of it, the card, the artwork, all that stuff is so amazing. It speaks to me on every level that I love about a good RPG. I just have Did not... Did I tell you about the, the new thing they announced for next year? I can save this. I, we can table this for a couple weeks from now or, or next week or something. I could tell you about what they announced for Gloomhaven, Ooh. which is you know making it a little more approachable to people really? that don't have as much time. And you're talking oh, about really? like a, like a, maybe a board game like version of the game? Gloomhaven Jr.? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's... It's it's pretty much kind of like I, they they made some sort of like the the lion's bounty or whatever they call it. But basically, it's just it's a, a Gloomhaven a little more approachable that you can just pick it up off the shelf and there's not a thousand uh, you know not a thousand punch boards that you need to put out before and it's going to be kind of coming out of a you know more of a book map and it's going to be a little bit easier and it's going to introduce you more to the rules one or two scenarios at a time. But everything in there with the new characters that they put, you can actually for veterans can put it into there. Gloomhaven, but it's it's designed to be a $40, pull it off the shelf at Target, and just go play for the Johnsons of the world. I am cool. genuinely excited about that, because yeah. it means that yeah. they've made a thing for my schedule, because it's a schedule thing for me. I don't have time. Uh -huh. So for uh -huh. me to, to find time for this is hard for me, unless you tell me about... I mean, you know what else that tells me? 
that tells me they're not just throwing their veterans out the door. Like it actually adds to their experience. It's something they can use mm-hmm. in their existing game. Yeah. That's very cool. So you've got me. I'm doing that. When's that out? When do we get That'll that? That'll be out about a year from now. Well, that is some uh, horse quarter- shit. I'm not waiting a year. <laughs> Forget it. No sale. You know in, 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 when I tell you about it next summer, it'll be like you'd never heard of it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Okay. I'm in, though. That sounds really great to me. Uh, and also, I would. At some point, I, I want to do the, the PC game uh, with you. Yeah, because we could do it co-op on PC as well. So that's something that would be a lot. Yeah, well, and we'll stream it for the people. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, the people can watch. All right. Uh, this has all been great. Uh, Dan, Dan, the tabletop man, you might see his uh, face briefly or however long we're going to have him next week when we do our uh, big, long charity unit deal. And uh, him among many other faces, including you fine folks at home. So look forward to that. In the meantime, you can find him at Geek Chalk Blog uh, on the Internet, on the Twitter there. Uh, Dan, anything else people should be checking out and going to and looking for? Uh, we just put up a another uh, the Geek All Stars podcast. We just put a, a show up this week where we we dive uh, like everybody else in the world into the Mandalorian, how much we love it, and also we have a recap of Gamers for Cures, which was a few weeks ago. The uh, the recap of the charity event and a lot of the games that we got to play there. So uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, you guys have a great weekend, and uh, I'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, Dan. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah, happy, you too. happy Friendsgiving to you. Yeah. <laughs> Get a funny did face. he hang up when you said that yeah no i i did and it made it he made uh, a very funny face at the end when i hang him up <laughs> all right well there you go now i've learned how to play crown of amara and Great. uh it actually looks like a it game i would like cool yeah now that now that you know now you know how to play it it seems a little bit more accessible a little more fun you know so i'm a fan of and i never do this myself i always want to do artwork like this i love that board artwork like the, yeah. the top perspective yeah. thing and then creating pers- the proper perspective with all the equal equal perspective on all the buildings on the outside. Yep. So it looks like you're looking down at this thing that's kind of coming up around you. <sighs> I love that yeah. kind of stuff. I never have time to do big projects like that, but I love, 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 love that. I, one of these days. Um. All right. I am working on one. I'm pretty proud of though. You see this thing I've been yeah. working on? It's the uh, oh the the uh, the clown the uh, yeah the clown. The, well, he's a it's an ice cream truck in the kind of it? a Mad Max ice cream truck sort of thing. I was wondering. It's not the twisted metal clown dude right no um fair fair thing to say though right because that was a very common visual for that game um my idea was more like hey ice cream truck with a clown in mad max time is an interesting idea and so uh so i created it but anyway if people want to check that out very cool yeah it's fun i got to do the background that's all that's left i've pretty much done all my foreground elements and uh once i get that done i'll i'll show it to the world if they are interested in seeing it check and and I get a taste of it. Super here. cool. Let me open this real fast. See, there it is. There's a little guy sitting there by his. Took having me forever. Drag, I've been having working. Having a drag of his smoke. Yeah, I've been working on that truck for <laughs> five, six days. Not straight, yeah. but just on and off, like work, work, work. Because it's because you know how vehicles are. Like they're a pain in the ass. Oh yeah, totally. You got to be careful and get them right. In fact, I should have drawn the cyber truck because it's only five or six lines. <laughs> Right, you can draw that in Adobe Illustrator in two seconds. Click, 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 click. Straight lines, good. Done. Exactly. No, no splines, no pulls, no uh, none of that. All of that. I am gonna go in and I think I'm gonna tweak his sweater color because it blends into the car so much. I'm gonna make a mm. maybe mm-hmm. red or something that just stands out a bit more. But anyway, now they all know my dumb yes. process. Brian, let's move on to being done. That's the end of the show. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so. Uh, Here's another thought I had. I'm just going to say it publicly, and then you can tell me if I'm stupid for saying this or if I should have told you separately or whatever. (laughs) Okay, all right. But I like 
all this talk about the charities got me pretty excited about what we're going to do that day. And I got yes. to thinking, bonus show for us is just whatever. Like, we don't, we have a little structure to it, but it isn't much. It's like, oh, we do an apps. Maybe Dan will be here. Maybe we'll have so-and-so on. Oh, Maybe, right, like our, our Patreon bonus show, yes. Yeah, the thing we do that we're doing right now is not really meant to have this the cemented, you know, posts that the other, the other week shows have, which is always like markers of here's the news, here's the guest, here's the thing. So my thinking is sometimes, not always, but sometimes it'd be fun to mix it up where we... Uh, we still record it like a show, put it out on the audio mm -hmm. feed, but mm -hmm. it's more uh, varied stuff. Like, um, as an example, us playing these Jackbox games, but other examples mm -hmm. could include other kinds of things, not always gaming related, but, you know, other stuff. Brian and uh, today, Brian and I are going to watch uh, an open source uh, old ass 1940s uh, movie or, or animated mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, film mm -hmm. sack style but because it's open source we can record it and listen to it and watch it and put the thing on the feed like, and have people watch it with us at the same time exactly and twitch now yes. has i don't know if you notice that but twitch has a new watch along feature with prime content really it's not no, i didn't know that. it's not everything in prime so i'm sure they have to make individual deals with third yeah. parties but sure, there's a sure. whole list of like this movie that movie this movie this tv show whatever we are bound to find something in there that we and the audience can watch together. One hundred percent. Yeah. So we're. So I'm just thinking. Oh, I'm all over this. We just start to use. You know, we start to use this hour, hour and a half as our own little playground because that's what it was always for anyway. We're gonna have some fun with it. it. Uh, live, live people get even a, a bigger, you know, a bigger bump out of it. So anyway, mm -hmm. just thinking about that today. I love it. Yeah, and you know, do an AMA at some point or a. Uh, uh, game along or something like that yeah i mean all of these things are great they're all they're all things we can do the point is there are no rules we make the rules we'll do it wherever yes. whatever we want and yes. we'll still bring you content <laughs> but uh makuba tuba says uh wendy 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 no she's on thursday she's good <laughs> matuba kuba matuba cube mbombo cube maduba tuba guba sure sure uh, anyway, so there's all that. Thank you all for listening. Uh, the reason cool. we have this extra show is because of patreon.com slash TMS. Please support us there if you haven't, uh, or up your support if you're feeling uh, generous. It is that time of year, and uh, we can use all the help we can get. That's why this show exists. Patreon.com slash TMS for all else. Frogpants.com slash TMS. Uh, I think that's everything. Do you have anything you need to pimp, promote, talk about? Uh, oh, I shouldn't say pimp. Pimp's yeah, bad. Pimp's for uh, prostitutes. I should not say pimp anymore. Sorry, promote. Do you have anything okay. to promote? Right. Yeah, something to promote. Uh, the on the ANTP feed, the audio just went up from Joe's interview. Now, you're going to start getting the four contestant entries of the editing challenge, but we're giving you the raw audio so you can hear the the full interview that Joe did with uh, Jason and Ashley of uh, Geek uh, History Lesson and Red Shoe Red Shirt Diaries. <laughs> this Almost week. made it. Almost made it. Almost made it. Made yep. it. Um, so check that out, and then you're going to start to get uh, the contestant edited versions over the next couple days um also we lost uh what's this oh what was the guy's name shoot i gotta pull it up in my history uh you remember tango and cash the guy who he's basically their cue right uh michael j pollard oh okay guys all right oh don't wreck the car guys <laughs> oh yeah that, that old guy yeah i know he was uh in, oh in yeah that, he died yeah right he just yeah. passed away uh earlier today He's great, that guy. He, he was great, yeah. And so uh, there was some information that he actually coined the phrase Low Spark of High Heeled Boys, which was a song by Traffic, and I need to go back and find that. Yeah, there we go. 
an inscription written by the late actor Michael. Wow, they've already updated to say the late actor wow. Michael J. Pollard. Yeah, he's been in, in Jim Capaldi's he's... book when they were both in Morocco. Wow. So yeah. uh, the the traffic song "Low Spark" of High Heeled Boys it got its name from that guy, from Michael J. Pollard. Wow. Which is super cool. Yeah, he was on Star Trek. Uh, he's been in everything. Super cool. He guy. was. He's anyway. that one character actor, or not one, but there's many like him. But he's that one of those guys where you, every time you see him, you go, "There's yes. one of those guys." You know that yep. guy. Yeah. Exactly. Which I actually think, if I was an actor and I have lived my life and I died, I would rather, rather be that than like Brad Pitt or George Clooney sure. or something. Right, because you don't get paparazzi following Michael J. Pollard around when he goes to the Jamba Juice to get a, a shot of Green Machine, right? I mean, it's like, you know, you can live your life in peace without being hounded by the, the paparazzi. I love how right? specific you just got about his <laughs> <laughs> He's getting something from the Green Machine at the freaking Jamba Juice. That's amazing. Well done. All right, well, let's get to a request. This one came from uh, David. Speaking of the four contestants from ANTP, David is one of them, David Luzader. He is uh, one of our four, our final four at America's Next Stop podcast. He says, hello, judge and host. Oh, <laughs> Pretty obvious nice. what he's talking about. Yep. Uh, David here from season two of ANTP. I never write in for a birthday request, but I thought this should be the year. As I turn 31, I realized that being in my 30s isn't so bad. My new white beard hairs don't mean I'm dying, and my best years are still ahead of me. To celebrate this, I thought I'd request a cover from a genre I'm usually, I'm sorry, I am unabashedly into, K-pop. Mm. There aren't a ton of covers of K-pop covers, uh, or they aren't, there aren't a ton of K-pop covers that are officially recorded. I'm, I'm editing his, I'm going to do an edit on his podcast here. Sure. So the pool is a little limited. My favorite group, Twice, did record a cover of I Want You Back. And while it doesn't reimagine the song in any big way, it does have the joyful energy that the original is known for. My birthday is November 23rd, and I know I'm getting this in last minute, so any time around there would be great. All I have left to say is, burning hell, you little green bastards. <laughs> Love, Justin Thoreau, though. David Luzader. Nice. David's yeah, cool. Like, I like the clothes, too. Love, Justin Thoreau, though. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. All right. So, um, yeah, this is the song uh, I Want You Back by the Jackson 5. Covered by a K-pop band called Twice. Uh, it's poppy. Mm -hmm. It's exuberant as hell. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, and it's going out to David. Hope you have a great birthday. And just for that, I'm going to make sure your show goes up on the feed tomorrow, David. Nice. For your birthday. Happy nice. birthday. Nice. Very nice. Uh, here's the song. All right, David. Have a happy birthday. Everybody else, if you're celebrating one, I hope you have a good one, too. We'll be back on Monday with a brand new show. There's a film sack this weekend, so check that out. And much more in the way of frog pants and Coverville content. So be That's ready right. for it. Thank you all very much. And we'll see you then. You are right.
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Pizza. Pizza. Ugh, what's that from? <sighs>